1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. I'm Kelsey Aida, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with Lindsay Robinson, one of my besties and a hypnotherapist. And today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Christine Gutierrez, and she is a Latina licensed therapist, healer, and author. And I have to say, I'm extra excited to have you on the show because Latinas unite. Woo! (laughs) Thanks for being here, Christine. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of how you got into this work so if anyone doesn't know you and they're listening they can be introduced to your world
2: yeah so i like to say that from the earliest times i can remember i've always had some sort of connection to human suffering and wanting to alleviate that suffering and i remember being a little girl and growing up in bushwick in brooklyn and walking down the streets with my mom and begging her to speak to homeless people and ask them their story and really just give them comfort. I remember specifically making eye contact with with anyone that I saw that was marginalized and remembering knowing that just looking at them with love would give them some sort of feeling that they're not alone. And so ever since that kind of soul, I believe soul purpose was planted in me, I kept on following that inner call to, to help. And inevitably, I went through my own kinds of suffering that combines with that inner soul call to heal, to help alleviate suffering. I also went on my own journey to heal all the pain that was within me. And that really led me on this path to becoming a therapist, a healer, and, and now an author.
1: Yeah, and by the way, your book is so beautiful, and I haven't had time to dive into it yet. But when I got it in the mail, I was very excited. Um, We'll definitely talk more about that later. It's called I Am Diosa, which means I Am Goddess, correct? Yes. Yes. So we'll dive into that in a little bit. But tell us a little bit more about how your healing ties into the therapy, which ties into the writing and how it all kind of flows together because I know how it flows together for me, but I love to hear like how it comes together for others.
2: Yeah. So for me, uh, there is no separation between, um, my therapy work and my spiritual work. And in the book, there's a line that I included that says the the study of the soul is the actual meaning of the word psychology, It's not the study of the mind. It's the study of the soul. And so for me, when I did my clinical studies and I did the whole shebang and became a licensed therapist, uh, I realized that there was something missing. And I particularly, I was working with uh, people that had gone through trauma, abuse uh, as a family therapist at the time. And particularly with uh, POC communities, uh, persons of color, Latinx, Black, Indigenous. And most of these people were people that were really connected to some sort of spirituality of their own understanding. And I found that there was a missing bridge of communication between this kind of more clinical, sterile, cold, almost in some ways, um, form of traditional talk therapy. And it really wasn't working as effectively. And when I started to incorporate more mindfulness-based techniques and somatic practices, helping people to get in touch with their body, their energy, bringing in these healing uh, tools, I saw shifts happen. Uh, and people really responded well. And I believe that that's because of the energy, the warmth, the love. And so for me, when I realized that, I thought, this is therapy. It's just something that hasn't been uh, maybe accepted by mainstream spiritual, uh, mainstream psychotherapy. And who's in charge of mainstream psychotherapy, right? These like white male kind of perspectives that have- It's colonized- well, always the white man. I know. It really is. It really is. is. And like, here's the deal, right? We've learned some things that we needed to take from it. And, you know, because we're all impacted by that. And I too, I I've learned, you know, from Carl Jung and, you know, Freud and all these theories, but I had to do work to also decolonize my perspective on therapy and on spirituality and, and really give it the holiness and the sacredness that it deserves. That who's to say that because it wasn't uh, taken into these case studies in this particular way that it wasn't actually therapy? Um, It was. And so that for me was, I always felt that call to be that healer, that, you know, whatever you want to call that bridge between the mundane world and the spirit world. And so then with that therapy practice, I was like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. This is what people need. And, uh, and I'm happy to to say that throughout these 10 plus years that I've been doing this work, people have had real results that last and faster results. Yeah.
1: I want to rewind slightly and go into like your personal definition of therapy, because, um, the way that I see it, therapy is a modality to, heal or mend anything that is dysfunctional, whether that be like your thoughts, your emotions, your relationships? Um, Would you say it's something similar to that? Or do you have a different definition?
2: Absolutely. I think that's a great definition. And I think that uh, when you are navigating kind of your inner emotional terrains, therapy gives you a safe space to do that. And hopefully, right, you work with someone that is uh, validates your experience, and all of who you are. So I think it's really important that we find therapists that, that really match our spirit, our vibe, um, and being really empowered in that decision-making to find people that, that work for you because this kind of old-school version of therapy um, may not fit everyone and that's okay.
0: I love that. And I find myself like now when I'm looking at like, I feel like I should have some sort of therapy on the side because i really don't i don't have anybody that i can unload on you know and people like us the healers and the people that are supposed to that feel like they're supposed to be helping others rarely do we think oh maybe i should have someone too like you know you, you just don't think that well exactly and so now what i'm thinking about like if i were to pick somebody they would have to be spiritual they would have to be they would have to be connected to like the woo stuff I can't have somebody that's rigid and like, let's talk about your Freudian flips or whatever. I can't do it.
2: Yeah, I just can't do it. Like to to know that. And absolutely, I recommend that you know that everyone finds um, a way to get therapy, and there are many different options, free options, and low cost options. And uh, it's it's especially important for those of us that consider ourselves healers or you know change makers or leaders because we also most of us get into this work because we've gone through some dark night of the soul ourselves. we have our own pains and we're really sensitive really really sensitive humans and especially right now with all the things going on in the world we need that place to have someone hold us in a strong container so that we can unload and also process and ground and then be able to come back even stronger i have my own therapist i love it um Anything that I that I that I offer to people, I do myself, um, and it took me a long time to get there, because there were many times where I was doing the complete opposite. But I I know now that that's like a 101 for my mental, emotional, and spiritual care. I need it totally. Mm-hmm.
1: We love therapy. We tell people every week on our show to go check out BetterHelp because they're one of our sponsors and we believe in therapy and you can get matched with the professional there that you love. But um, I'm sure we'll get into that commercial break later. You guys will hear it and we'll give you a coupon code. So stay tuned. If she's talking about more affordable ways to do therapy, that's definitely one of them. But yeah, I've found therapy invaluable in my healing journey and also like in my journey of manifestation, because a lot of times when you're wanting certain dreams to come to fruition, the only thing that's stopping and holding you back is your own personal dysfunction or your traumas or unhealed, unresolved things going on inside of you that you might not even know. And that's where the shadow work comes in, where you dive into things that have been buried or shoved away in the back attic of your mind or things you didn't want to look at because they were so painful. But when you can start to address those and give loving attention to them, um, it's crazy like how fast you can create resolve and then energy starts flowing much more freely.
2: Absolutely. In, in I Am Vyosa, the book, the subtitle is A Journey to Healing Deep, Loving Yourself and Coming Back Home to Soul. And really, it takes you on that process. And we start at the root always. And that's exactly what you're talking about, right? Like looking at those deep emotional wounds and loving them up and nurturing them and listening to how they, they speak and how they move in your life and how they choose, what kind of partners they choose and what kind of choices they choose and what kind of thoughts they choose and really nurture them so that they can uh, heal just like any wound would heal, right? Just like any physical wound would heal. There's a process to that. And we need to learn to tend to that part of us just the same way we would if we were bleeding, right? Because our emotional wounds bleed just the same. And when we do do that, on the other side of that are changes. And that's the thing about this work. I always say like, this is really hard work. It's grueling work. It can be really, really um, take you to your knees, you know, and like break your heart open so many times. But there is hope on the other side of that. And the hope is that as you look at those places, you can rework and bring awareness and then change what doesn't work for you. Some of them are going to stick longer than others and that's okay. You keep coming back to them. There's some that are more you know, deeply stuck and ingrained in your nervous system that take a little bit more loving or a lot more loving in my case. <laughs> um, but then there's others that fall away. and when we start collecting that data that says to your brain okay as i start to change these patterns and do these things look my life gets better look my relationships get better look most importantly i trust myself more like you start to regain a sense of relationship with yourself and your soul and so often we abandon ourselves when we've gone through traumatizing or painful experiences even And so this is all about, you know, let me do the heavy work so that I can access my strength, my power, trust myself and start choosing better choices.
1: Amazing. That was really eloquently said. I'm excited to read your book. (laughs) I know.
0: I have a quick thing about the book. So I, um, when I got it, I was so excited. I was like, I was like, I know what this is. I know what this is. I opened it. And I actually got to read the first couple pages, but my son saw it and he goes, mommy, Christine Gutierrez. She has my name. My, all my kids are Gutierrez. My husband's a Gutierrez. I'm legally oh Gutierrez. So, so <laughs> but he was so excited to see his name. on a book. I don't think he sees it. I mean, we don't see that name that often. Um, and so when he saw that, he got like so excited. It was adorable. So thank you for yeah. showing my son that his name could be on a book. It's so cute.
2: That <laughs> makes me like so happy. That is, <laughs> that is it. And, and that is a big part of, you know, being uh, a Latina author and my name Gutierrez and, and just being able to stand in that also and own that and and have that be there is really important and beautiful. And, and also I, I pray that beyond the medicine in the book Mm -hmm. and the tools that people get, that I also stand as a symbol for people so that they can know they can do it too. So things like that, where it's like your son saw his name, right? Because representation matters and people's voices matter and people's accents matter and people's culture matters. And so all of those things, uh, I definitely know that this will be, I have already started to hook up other people, particularly, you know, um, women of color, but I believe that this is going to be a big gateway into other people getting solid, abundant book deals with, you know top publishing houses cuz that was a big deal for me to own and celebrate and be like yeah girl you did that you know like <laughs> this is a big deal and i hope that other people get inspired to know that they can do it too
1: i love it that's yeah. so cute yeah yeah it's a big um, project to write a book so
2: oh yeah
1: a plus <laughs> guys
0: it's on my bucket list and the more i the more we have a guest on that has a book i'm like oh what am i doing <laughs> it's been can... on my bucket list forever forever and I'm just yeah. running out you're of meant
2: books. to write it then you know and yeah they're... exactly
0: it's key. it's one of those things you know that just keeps coming up when I first started doing hypnotherapy I was like I'm gonna have a book like that was my objective and then it kind of fell away but you guys are very inspiring Kelsey's got two like what am I doing with my
1: <laughs>
2: <line>? <laughs> it's in its own and working on timing. a third
1: yeah it yeah. is in its own divine timing <laughs> honestly because every time I felt inspired to do a book Um, it's like, I have to start writing it in that moment. Like you have that feeling like I can't do anything else except this thing right now. Um, and then, you know, there's phases of coming back to it and taking a pause and going back into your life to learn more for the book and then coming back to the book and then editing and editing and editing and getting it all together.
2: Lindsay, right. You have a, a a real human, uh, baby, right? Like a, a, a son. I have three sons. <laughs> yeah, three. Okay. Well, a human. being. <laughs> yeah, you have humans, right? Um, I also, do have humans, but also it, there's 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 a different birthing process for everyone, right? And sometimes yeah. it's really humans, sometimes it's birthing businesses, and we can do it all. We know that, right? We have many powerful of examples of that now. But I do believe that everything has its its timing, and if you feel that call, definitely, uh, my dear friend Juliette Diaz. And I, she's also an author. She's signed with Hey House. I'm signed with Penguin Random House, and she and I started this program called the Soul Book Masterclass. And we actually started it. It's a one-year journey, and it's for people that want to birth their book. Why? Because people need that accountability. People need to know how to write a proposal. That you don't have to write the whole book to get the book deal. In fact, you don't do that if it's in the nonfiction genre. You just write a really amazing book proposal get a book agent and they pitch the book so all of those things are important and i think i also signed up for things like that to help keep me accountable because sometimes we need that kind of container to actually stay on track with what it is we need to do we all need that help just like in therapy we need it in business as well
1: i like it Speaking of personal development and living your best life, BetterHelp is here to help you by connecting you online with therapists and counselors that are licensed and professional and really awesome. I used BetterHelp before when I was healing from a breakup and my therapist was so insightful, really kind, really loving, held great space for me and I got to meet up with her every week via a video chat that was secure on BetterHelp, and I was able to chat with her, and she could send me links to different books that I should check out, and it was really great. I loved it. BetterHelp is also really cool because they are, one of the only places where you can access so many different types of therapists from all over the world. So let's say in your area, if there's not someone who specializes in what you need or want, chances are there is one of those on BetterHelp who they can pair you with after a short quiz, once they know what your goals are and what you're looking for. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So
0: visit betterhelp.com slash V I B I N that's better H E L P dot com slash vibin and join over the one million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Now if you guys want this special offer which is 10% off your first month, use the code betterhelp.com slash V
1: I B I N. And this is super awesome because it's already less than traditional therapy. And now that you have this code, there's really no reason why you shouldn't try it if you're in the market for some therapy. So check it it out. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, Kelsey. I was muted. (laughs) Great tidbit for anyone who wants to write a book, which I'm sure a lot of people listening to this specific episode have that in mind. Otherwise, this conversation would probably not come up. (laughs) He's the woman to go to. So
0: uh, is there a place people can check that program out if they're interested? Like do you?
2: Yeah, it starts starts, um, in September, but if they sign up a little bit afterwards, they can still get access because everything will be recorded. So it's www.thesoulbook.co. So
1: dollbook.co. I love it. I'll put that in the description too. So you guys can click it really easy. Um, Can we circle back around to how therapy can make your life better in the sense that when you heal and tend to the inside, things can start flowing and you'll see results in your life? Because I have a really epic story about this, which I can share next. But do you have any cool stories, maybe recent ones of clients or maybe even yourself of where think your outer reality was obviously showing you that there's something not working here. So you're like, okay, let's tend to this. And then you did, and then it shifted.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and we'll we'll keep therapy to mean for the sake of this conversation, anything that brings you to healing. Um, and so with with that, you know, even in the book I share this beautiful story about one of my clients that she was addicted to this toxic relationship you know would keep going back and also had a history from her childhood of having a very uh, emotionally abusive father that just really had high expectations of her constantly and her internalized message of that was i can never do enough i'm never good enough i'm not lovable enough and so that downloaded kind of blueprint uh, on how love looked and felt carried on into her teen years, carried on into her adult years. And so when she was out there, her picker for these relationships was off, right? Because it was still registering some of those unhealthy patterns from childhood. And so through our work together, she was able to um, go through this process of being able to connect the dots and really bring deeper awareness and then have tools whether it was breath work, whether it was having journaling exercises, whether it was having uh, energy work, whether it was her doing rituals, but essentially what I call pattern interrupters, anything between you and those negative choices, those behaviors. And it wasn't like this linear path, right? She would slip up. I call this the relapse pattern. It's super normal and healing. No one has to get scared if they slip up. Getting back on track. I have a formula in the book, the get back on track formula that really breaks down how relapse and slipping up is also part of the process. And so she went on this process and she slowly started to see that she was regaining her energy back. Every time she was doing these things, literally imagining light coming back into her body. Every single time her vessel was like regaining. Okay, I do got a little bit more power. Okay, cool, it's like you know, a video game of sorts, right? Video game of life. And she was noticing that as she started to prioritize her needs, And instead of seeking external validation, she was gaining her validation from source, from divine, from herself, from the healing container of our our sessions. And she slowly began to see that she was worthy of more, set better boundaries, walked away from the relationship, and ultimately now has her own practice of helping other people heal. She does self-love retreats. She is totally embodied in herself and it's amazing to see. This is not like one story, right? This is like many of the diosas that I've worked with that have been in these really shitty dynamics, mostly relationship stuff that comes up, um, but also careers that don't serve them and really taking the time to see where did this idea come from? Where did this seed of unworthiness come from? Where are the thorns in the timeline of my life? How can I go back, cut them, heal them, navigate them and really start to practice what it would be like to walk closer to the version of you that you're meant to be, and uh, it's it's incredible. I mean, I, obviously, for my own life, I have you know gotten sober and 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 many deaths and rebirths over and over and over again. But my life changed. You know, I was attracted to. I mean, I dated drug dealers who were like, you know, the worst of the worst. Like, if it was like the worst one in the room, I would close my eyes and like put my finger out and I will find him. It would be, he would, it's magical. You know, I would pick him because my subconscious was trying to recreate those earlier childhood patterns of abuse. So I had to go deep and solve it. And when I started to, my relationships got better. You know, right now, my, my, my partner is just absolutely a manifestation of my, you know, my inner work. It's not always perfect, but he is a testament to doing his own inner work and even my prior relationship to him was a really healthy relationship it it wasn't a fit it wasn't what i wanted for my whole kind of uh journey i didn't feel that he had enough um uh power to hold the vision of the life that i wanted um but it was a healthy relationship and again that happened because i did the inner work and so for those of you that are in the the darkness now and kind of playing out those patterns know that it's okay know that as you do this work as you go through this book as you take the steps to work with the people you're guided to work through um changes happen on the inside and then happen also on the outside
1: yes my example that i was going to give is very similar because before the relationship that i was in now and i notice with the women around me like the relationships are such huge mirrors like you can't ignore that one when, when it's happening so for me i was in a really emotionally abusive relationship and um when I was looking into it and doing more work around it, I realized that in a lot of ways he was showing me how different parts of me treat myself. So where I was super hypercritical of myself, he would be super hypercritical and judgy of me and where I would feel like I wasn't doing enough. He would reflect that back to me and, Oh, you're not doing enough. Um, and all this stuff that was going on inside of me it didn't really tie so much to childhood but it was like my inner dynamic with myself was being played out in this relationship and so Mm -hmm. when that ended thank you universe for sparing me from that (laughs) when that ended i like had to do so much healing work because i was very confused i didn't understand i was like why did this happen to me why do i still love this person who was horrible to me this is weird like i shouldn't be in love with this person and the whole time that I was doing this inner work, I just really focused on fixing my relationship with myself. Okay, let's see how my inner critic is. Why is she like that? What is she trying to help me to achieve? Um, is there a more healthy way to put her to good use? So I don't just obliterate her altogether, but I give her something beneficial to do for me—reassigning um, yes. roles and things like that—and like now my partner is so crazy awesome and like i was thinking about it the other day like how thankful i was for him but then i was like so fucking proud of myself because i was like this is honestly just a reflection of my new relationship with myself which is why i'm so passionate about teaching self-love and why we always say like if you want to attract your soulmate or manifest the love of your life like start with yourself not that you have to be perfectly healed before you go into a relationship but it is helpful to have a solid foundation with you first and Absolutely. it's like insane and now um that's really cool your client that you were talking about because she hosts self self-love retreats and so do I and so I feel like we're kind of on this cool little path together so that's great and Weird.
2: that you were able to you know to 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 recognize that within yourself right and it doesn't only have to be childhood it can also be how we treat ourselves right and Um, and also recognizing, you know, and I say this in my book, there's like a funny little line that I put, but a very important line where I say sometimes, yes, sometimes in your situation, right. It were, it was this inner kind of critic that was coming up and sometimes the light attracts moths. And so they could have nothing to do with how you treat yourself or how it could be that, you know, maybe the lesson is you're your light will attract many people. And the example that I give is that, you know, sometimes you could be walking down the street in New York, right. And you could be doing your thing and and totally fine, but just the law of just like life and probability, you're going to have some crazy people along the way. And sometimes your light can attract that. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it's coming from you. A lot of times I'll see a lot of clients that are saying, you know, well, maybe there's some part of me, and it's like, no, it can also be that sometimes the person is just not good, and right. that you need to learn to just say no, right? Instead of going so deep down that cycle of like, what is it in me? What does it mean? And sometimes it's just very simple, right? It's like, you don't have to accept everything that comes our way, and not in your situation at all, but for those people that are listening that might be you know, wondering and putting the blame on themselves, sometimes people are just assholes. You know, sometimes people are just crazy. Sometimes people are just a bitch and you don't like them because your gut is telling you that they're not good for you. It's not always some unhealed part of us, right? Like sometimes, you know, you can have a feeling when you meet someone, you're like, like they are, something's off. I don't trust them. And that can be your intuition. And I only say that to give people context in, there's so many different ways to heal. And especially with the spiritual lexicon that's so heavily focused on, it must be within you. It must be within you. Sometimes it ain't within you, boo. That's sometimes true. People <laughs> are, you know, that's gonna bad. be a cool quote for the episode. <laughs> sometimes,
1: <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. it's true. Because I feel like if you can't. See it very obviously, then it's probably that's probably not what it is because, like, for me, I was like, Oh, this is exactly how I treat myself, do like, it, duh. But yeah. if you're like trying to dig for it and nothing's coming up, like, it's probably exactly. just not that, exactly. Yeah, love it. So, by the way,
0: New York is the perfect example, you will never come across a, a wider array of individual <laughs> lifestyles than in New York City. On the side, of the, uh, on the sidewalk. Um, so great example, and I love that example because it's absolutely true. Like, someone cuts you off on the highway. You're not going to be like, "What did I do to deserve oh this? Exactly. What's
1: my past life karma?" Exactly. <laughs> to
2: this cutting off. Exactly. Perfect. Good. That's exactly what we're talking about. Not. Yeah. You know, because it can be, it can be spirituality can be used to harm, and and so in my book, I really made a point to add a little bit more psychological meat. To conversations and to bust some myths around things and really more importantly than anything if you're trying to really heal is validating your your true feelings and your emotions that's it and yes so it goes too far and people get um, they actually ends up being harmed by something that's supposed to help them because it does it's not grounded enough and so in this book um, though it's spiritual it's also psychologically grounded
0: yeah. yes so the book is obviously such a great resource and I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about, um, working with, I mean, you do still see clients, do you?
2: Yeah. Right now, because of COVID, everything is, uh, everything has shifted with a whole yeah. a business structure has shifted right now. We're doing, uh, the digital community is really my main focus. Yeah. Uh, I do do retreats and at some point we will do them again. Uh, the Viosa retreat is my, annual retreat this year would have been the ninth annual one in Puerto Rico. So we're probably just going to do it next year. But uh, yeah.
0: So, so obviously those are really, really great ways to focus personally on this stuff. If someone's listening to this episode or watching, shout out to Patreon. If someone's (laughs) listening to this episode and they're like, I really feel this and I want to begin, I want to start doing this. A lot of this resonates with me. What do I do? Would your next step be get the book? Would your next step be to to reflect on things in their life like what would you say
2: yeah the next step would be (laughs) get the book um if you feel called to like you mentioned sign up for therapy i am telling everyone if they are able to um to get the hardcover and the audiobook because my voice transmits a lot of energy and initiation so it's it's a good combination and to keep a journal alongside the journey so that they could do the soul work that's in every chapter so i would say Book, um, and if you don't have the money um, to buy the book or the audiobook, uh, there's a beautiful program on my website uh, for the book. I am that allows you to get a free book if you're in financial need. So that's also an option. So there could be no excuses. We did that on purpose so we can really help support people that you know, 25 bucks could be a lot. Um, so that is where I would say to start because those two pieces uh give you something to focus on where it's actionable and bite-sized and with those steps this is this is the kind of thing and i've been reminding people of that you can take this book to your therapy office a lot of times people don't know what to talk about or don't have enough context and this gives people really great uh talking points to discuss with their therapist so i think that combination is a wonderful place to start keep it simple keep it easy and The next thing is, you know, writing down what you're feeling in your heart needs to change. You know, get still with yourself and ask yourself, what am I? What am I not satisfied with? Because on the other side of that lack of uh, satisfaction is a desire that's waiting to be born. Right? Like on the other side of that is something that's waiting to be born. Something needs to die in order for something to be reborn. So. Just get honest about one one thing. I like to do things in threes, so maybe pick three things. But if all you can find is one thing that you feel blocked in, write that down, bring consciousness and trust that as you claim that, you will start to make shifts. Oh,
1: I love that. It's a really beautiful idea to bring the book to the therapy session because Um, you can like go through an exercise, for example, and then notice, oh, this is coming up for me. I remembered a time when this happened. It was really painful. I had this, um, these demons in my mind as I was going through it. And then you can go with the facilitator and they can help you work through it. So I think that's a really cool way to work with the book. I never really thought about it like that. I love it. If you are someone who is on the self-love journey and you want to feel more empowered, to feel more confident, to feel more kind to yourself, to integrate the parts of you that you've disowned or pushed away or deemed bad, quote unquote, um, I'm hosting a radical self-love retreat coming up in Mexico on the beach, Puerto Veritas, where we're going. Um, 2021, and I am enrolling women right now. The women who are already signed up are fabulous and amazing. This is going to be a life changing retreat for whoever comes. And I can already tell that there's definitely going to be a big aspect of connection and soul tribe that's created. So if you're wanting to connect with like minded people in paradise, learn how to up level in the self love arena, and you want to have six days of fun in Mexico with me doing some healing work, doing some energy work, doing some yoga playing in the ocean, parasailing, um, riding ATVs through the mountains, laying out by the pool, tarot card readings, like all of it, then check it out at kelseaida.com forward slash retreat. And I hope to see you there. Also, I want to talk about in your personal journey, what is a recent transformation that you've undergone because you're obviously very scorpio your death and rebirth um talk is like very scorpio i love it i'm always like surrounded by scorpios i love them so much oh yeah um can you tell us one of your most recent experiences personally of like something that you had a breakthrough or transformation with
2: right now i still think i'm in the midst of like a really big breakthrough i can feel it i wouldn't say i'm on the other side of it i think Mm -hmm. i'm like in the middle of it. But I noticed that, um, you know, for me now that I've, I've come to this place where I've, I've manifested, uh, for lack of a better word, right, I've, I've healed a lot of these emotional wounds, and I've been able to get to the other side of them in a lot of ways. And with that comes a new life. But I'm still learning how to live in that new life that I've manifested. I'm still learning how to expand my vessel to be big enough to hold all the blessings that I have. And not only hold them but bask in them appreciate them be in the joy of them you know so i am really great at shadow work i'm really great at holding space for people's suffering and pain and shame and letting them know that they're not alone and part of that gift in that is that i've gone through that personal dark night of the soul myself and i've come through the other end but what happens when you have that new life you need to learn to celebrate it right so your book comes out all these things and i'm there like crying and like you know, out of joy, but also out of like, holy shit, this is so much, right? So much blessings. And for so and for someone that it might sound kind of counterintuitive, like why would you feel sad when you have all the things you want, right? But it's almost like if you have a, a, a your, your tolerance level for pain can be really high when you've gone through a lot, but your tolerance level for joy then can be really low. And so I'm learning to up, my levels of my capacity for joy now. And to really learn to sit in that. Like I have this, this conversation with my husband really often about like, wow, like my life is really good. Right. But like, you would think it's not as amazing as what it is because of how I can still be like, very like nervous. And I think part of that comes from the feeling that what if it goes away? What, you know, that deeper core issue of like, you know really unpacking that worthiness and, and and i'm talking about like in the depth of me and so you know don't get it twisted you know people that are listening like there's always a next unfolding to what that looks like and hopefully if we keep it you know honest and we're vulnerable with ourselves and we let ourselves be human which is the whole point of this experience right so let ourselves be human is that you'll notice like wow that is true there's there's still this part of me right and so that's what I'm currently in the midst of. And I'm actually going to be like really working with the element of like joy and, and imagining kind of my, my vessel uh, expanding and, and holding all of that and kind of not thinking that it's corny because I have a lot of judgment around what that looks like to be uh, in that state of joy because we've seen so much you know spiritually bypassing and all this stuff. But part of what I need to do is trust that I could never be the kind of person that spiritually bypasses i can never be that kind of person that's not deep so i can trust in that shadow and that depth right. and in the light more that's, so that's that is my journey now
1: that's so funny that you say that because i feel like a lot of people who identify as shadow workers they like poop on positivity and they're like it's only spiritual bypassing like happiness is dumb like go to therapy <laughs> you know happiness like like happiness is so overrated it's all about like digging into your wounds and like yeah, that has value, but actually so does allowing yourself to have joy, which this is like the perfect segue into Yeah, you need both. Like you have to cultivate space in your body for all of it if you want to feel fulfilled in your life.
2: All of it, not just one. And, yeah. and the people that are this is the lesson, right? The people that are too skewed towards, you know, positivity and ignoring their feelings and part of your your journey will be to allow yourself to feel the shadow. The people that are in the shadow but swimming in it, right, need to learn how to give themselves space for breaks and give yourself space for joy and, you know, even self-care, right, that's, like, a really big part of it. I've gotten really good at that, like, being able to say, okay, like, let's schedule in this thing that's going to make me feel, you know, uh, like, when I was doing all the lives back to back, I I made sure to go to the beach just to have, like, a nature reset and connecting and grounding and uh, refreshing and celebrating, because that's how I like to do it in nature. So these are, these are the things, and the, the book is gonna give you both. And the, the last section of the book is about the integration. So it's the shadow, the light, and then the integration of both. So that like you said, we can hold all of it. So that's where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm excited to see what that, what that is gonna give me, cause I feel like it's gonna be really juicy and, and a lot more pleasure.
1: Yeah. When I get the next copies of my book that I just wrote, because it's all about cultivating more joy on a daily basis and just like allowing (laughs) yourself and giving yourself permission to have that and receive that, I'll have to send you a copy since I have a copy of yours and you can have a copy of mine. It sounds, honestly, it sounds a little corny because it's called Affirmations for Happiness, 200 Affirmations for Cultivating More Joy. And I feel like people who are really deep can kind of shy away from this happy little yellow book because they're like, well, is that actually going to help me? Like, is that even deep enough? Is it grounded enough? But it's like, hello, you also came here to experience joy and pleasure and celebration. And it doesn't have to be heavy all the time, especially during these times when there is a lot of healing happening. It is really heavy. There is a lot of transformation. It's important to just stop and smell the roses and take those breaks and and just smile and laugh like that is some of the best medicine.
2: Yeah, I, I love that, and I think what we're saying is that you know it's it's about knowing that all of the emotions are sacred. Yes. and if you know that, you can play in both worlds easily. You know, it, it's the it's the denial of any of those that that's when it becomes toxic. And so, you know, I have affirmations and and you know things in my book and mantras and etc. And I really believe in them. Do I believe that we can just slap it on? something no you do have to do the deeper work for that but that's where this comes in right it's like this merging of both and people take advantage right you have all these different tools like this is where we can learn uh, absorb different medicine and really step into um both so I, I love that question and i'm excited to to report back uh what my my second book <laughs> will be like after right this, you know?
1: it's great it's like great how on your journey, it's like, okay, at this time in my life, this type of work is really valuable to me. And then, okay, that's served its purpose. Now we're moving over here and diving into this a little bit. And now I've have all these tools in my tool belt. And then you become a more whole integrated creature where you can really feel great. And I like always say that my new definition of feeling good is not being happy all the time, but it's being fully expressive and authentic all the time because it can feel really, really good to cry. It can feel really, really good to scream. It can feel really, really good to laugh. And it's just a matter of being in that space of allowing and having that huge safe container to hold space for yourself no matter what you're feeling without judging it. And you can go through life with so much grace when you have that level of emotional mastery and just love for yourself no matter what you're experiencing absolutely beautiful thanks beautiful (laughs) i think this is the perfect
0: time because we're about to get into some really good content i feel like i'm getting the tingle so we're gonna go to patreon and continue i have a really good question for you um so head over to patreon for that one and i'm sure kelsey's got a lot more wisdom bombs to drop (laughs) and if you're not on the patreon go to patreon.com high vibe to get all the extra content, bonus content, and all the good stuff from us. We're going to continue the conversation. Christine, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? What do you want them to know? Like, give them a piece of advice and where they can find you if they want more.
2: Yeah. For anyone that's, you know, listening and that feels that you want more and that you deserve more, listen to that. That's your soul guiding you and whispering and sometimes shouting at you to be like, you deserve it. Um, And for all the information about me, you can go to christineg.tv and sign up for my newsletter. You'll get all the goods there. And I love Instagram, so you can play with me there at Cosmic Christine. Buy the book, hardcover audiobook, uh, audiobook, and share it. Share it. Yes,
1: please buy Christine's book. It is beautiful and amazing and will definitely help to cultivate your healing journey. And also another opportunity for you guys to work with us. I'm hosting a group program right now with my friend Natalie Susie and she teaches, um, literally, she teaches happiness at UCSD. So she's like a happiness professor, which is kind of funny. But also we're doing this group called Glow Up Sisterhood, where we're creating a really sacred container for healing and working through your blockages and cultivating more light and releasing resistance and releasing judgment of yourself and your life um, for the sake of feeling more integrated, feeling more whole, feeling more fulfilled, and to have it in the context of nine weekly Zoom calls where you have a community of sisters who are all on the same journey and supporting each other, rooting for each other and lifting each other up. So if you're like, yeah, I wanna use this time wisely and I really am feeling called to work with Kelsey in this kind of therapeutic capacity, um, this group program is one of the only live things that I'm doing right now that'll be a really cool way to work together also with other women also with my friend natalie who we should have on the show by the way but yeah if you want to learn more about it go to kelseyaida.com slash glow up and we love you guys Lindsay. anything else going on that they need to know about girl i'm still recruiting i'm not
0: recruiting i'm enrolling new clients for february so i need to actually slow down but i do love (laughs) you all thank you for reaching out (laughs) and if you want to get on the wait list uh i mean that's all it
1: is at this point (laughs) but (laughs) yeah and I wish I had more and I just want to say we apologize for the sound being weird today at my house there's like so much construction and I hear like this like super annoying noise happening oh we've heard nothing nothing. okay I hope you guys aren't hearing it
2: good okay great
1: and then Lindsay's mic, it is temporarily broken. So if the sound- <laughs> If you heard right, the podcast
0: it, last week, you know right? that it took
1: a poop in the middle of the episode.
0: So I have
1: <laughs> So we're doing our best. Uh, we're making it work. We are here for you guys. We show up every week, mic or no mic. Yay. So <laughs> thanks for listening. We love you. Head over to the Patreon for more goodies and have an awesome week full of healing, happiness, love, and not judging yourself. <laughs>
0: Yay! Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love high vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have
1: tons of perks waiting there for you and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside.